Hey guys, welcome to BeFro Podcast. Uh, Sophia and Diana here, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Zalara. She's an erotica writer and a creator of Pussy Church Podcast and a creator of Tales of Lara and talesoflara.com. Hi, Lara. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Uh, Dan and I have been waiting for this moment for a very long time. Oh, we're, we're, for sure. You're <laughs> way too sweet. <laughs> we finally have someone to talk about sex. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what I talk about all day long, so <laughs> let's, uh, let's, get, let's get it started. Let's <laughs> yes, get it. So, yeah, I think the, the first question, obviously, is going to be, How did you come up with an idea of starting a podcast? Why did you call it the Pussy Church? <laughs> And how do tales of Laura kind of go hand in hand with Pussy Church? Like, what what is the difference or what is it, you know, yeah. in, in, in total together? It's funny. So it did start with Tales of Laura. So um, I started writing... I mean, I've been a writer all my life, but I started writing erotica stories a few years ago. And I'm just for myself, really, kind of like to turn myself on. I was like, ooh, this is kind of hot. But for me, right, this wasn't really supposed to be published or it was more like things that I experienced or like sensation I had, a funny thought I had. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I kept on writing it. And at one point I was like, this is, I would like to see if somebody else thinks this is good, right? But in the beginning, that's a funny place to be at because to go to a girlfriend and be like so you want to read my erotica <laughs> is such a weird step to take <laughs> for sure <laughs> so weird you're like do you want to read how I describe sex um, but I brought it to a girlfriend who's you know like a very honest critical person um, which I really appreciated and she was like no this is cool you should try it so I started publishing online um, which is a terrifying process in the beginning <laughs> because you have no followers and you're like I have no clue. This is very vulnerable, right? You like talk about very intimate things, and uh, but it worked. You know, people. I think people started seeing themselves in them, or ideally, or hopefully, this is what I do: like create a space where people feel seen in their sexuality, and like especially because they don't talk about it. Many people don't talk about it with even their friends or their families, not at all. Um, just to create a space to have that is safe, that is fun, that. Um, is tantalizing that's maybe you know inspiring <laughs> and then pussy church came a little bit out of that out of that out of that community that we built and pussy church the name this is a really funny story it's a really weird story <laughs> i um i was assisting this woman who was a sex educator and she did a workshop a sex workshop and i was assisting her for the weekend and while assisting i had to like be there obviously and like you know facilitate and it was all women And this lady came, and uh, she she was holding mass or something like that, which meant we saw all these. At first, she started with like kind of like see the beautiful, like beautiful pictures of um, flowers that looked like vulvas and like stuff like that. And then she was like, and now one woman has to sit on a throne of pillows, <laughs> pull up her dress. <laughs> And she's going to read her pussy like a hand. Like oh, a wow. palm reader. Okay? Oh, but, but her pussy. pussy reader. <laughs> That, I, I, love think, I think you should it include it into your practice. <laughs> pussy reader. So this lady proceeds. Like we're all sitting there. I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. She's like proceeding to be like, so yeah, you have a really strong personality. As she's looking at this woman's pussy, right, vulva, she's like, yeah, because of this line, I feel That's like... That's amazing. You're an extrovert. It was so, I mean, amazing at the same time, so funny yes, that I didn't absolutely. even really know. Nobody was laughing, okay? This was very, like, the girl yeah, was very yeah. emotionally touched, which it is beautiful, but I was like, I can't not see the comedy <laughs> in this moment, right? And she, she was holding mass. I was like, oh, this is something like pussy church. So yeah. I was joking with my friends. I just went to pussy church today. And then I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to just call the podcast that because it is a little bit like it. You know, it's female sexuality and like, but with, with some humor in it, not to take yourself so seriously. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Because um, I, when I listen to your podcast, I notice that you call your listeners congregation oh yes and I, was like, i was like wow i was like wow it is a pussy church i was like that 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 goes like really deep and then you go amen and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> i was like okay She's that's serious. deep 
I mean, the congregation actually, funny enough, came from my listeners. Yeah. Because they were like, I'm so happy to join your congregation. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, no, this is a congregation. We're like, at, we're doing a service here. Like, you know. So wait, so for how long approximately have you been doing this? How long did you have the Tales of Laura and how long you've had the Pussy Church podcast? So Tales of Laura started about two years ago. Um, and the podcast started in September 2019. Mm-hmm. So about six months so, maybe. So like very recent. It's pretty recent, And you're doing yeah. really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's going well. It's, I think it's... um. There's a lot of new things happening, and I um, just started having more guests, um, which is super interesting because then you get different perspectives, you know, on sex, obviously, or um, dating, or how people work in that space or not, you know, like depending. Um, So it's exciting. There's definitely so many more people I would love to interview, you know, about their lives, and uh, yeah. Did you ever feel like uncomfortable talking about sex with someone, like when you started the podcast or maybe before that? Before that, for sure. You know, I mean, I think um, I think about this all the time, and I do talk about it. The way we grew up, right? Everybody has a different story, especially considering your sexual education or how your parents talk to you or whatever. I just felt like I learned, and I grew up in a very liberal way, um, very hippie parents, but nobody really still talked to me about sex or especially not female pleasure. Not, I mean, I feel like the concept of a female orgasm, I knew about it but I didn't even really you know and I felt like with girlfriends we mainly talked about like how to give a good blowjob when I was a teenager instead of like how to masturbate right or like what kind of vibrator would be a cool thing to buy somehow that conversation didn't really happen with my girlfriends or you know where I grew up um so I think it was never like a really open space for me um until I got a little older, you know, in like my 20s, my early 20s, I think I slowly became interested. I'm like, okay, this can't be just this, you know? Like, why am I not focusing a little bit more on myself to get to know my body? And so it slowly started um, for me, basically. I mean, I think it kind of late sometimes. I know there are some people now, and I wish it were for all girls like that, that talk very early about sex and get a lot of information. I didn't really, so I had to like, seek it out yeah myself yeah. that's very interesting i mean i feel like especially now like even still now people don't really talk about sex a lot yeah even true. though like america is supposed to be like very liberating you know but you mm-hmm. see a lot of people who are very like traditional there is a lot of religion always and i feel like i don't know like even for me i don't know i i I never spoke with my parents like about sex like ever. Mm-hmm. I started talking about sex with my mom like in my twenties, and it still is very awkward. You're like mm-hmm. totally. Do I want Do I want to <laughs> talk about it with you? I I don't know. Like it sounds like a little weird. But like even with friends, I know that I mean depending on where you are, um, like it's a it's it can be a little really, tense and can yeah. be a little awkward and people get triggered a lot. You know, I do think with like sexuality in America, for example. We have, I mean, I talk about this in general, but I think there's like this Madonna whore complex, right? Um, I mean, it's everywhere in this world, but like really, you know, this, this, I don't know, capitalistic society, whatever, but we're so oversexed and so underfucked, right? There is all these statistics of the millennials having less sex than ever, but we have more sex in our face than any generation before us. So I think... um, that's that's really an interesting concept, right? So you see it all the time, but you don't, that's not you somehow, right? Or if it's a Madonna or a whore, you either have a lot of sex and then you're not going to get married, or when you're married, are you allowed to have sex and talk about it because aren't you supposed to be proper? And all of these thoughts that we grew up with really fuck with, you know, just a, a good connection between people and to our own sexuality, I think. And yeah. talking, to be honest, Nobody has to talk as much as I do about it, right? I mean, this is literally, it's like comical. I go everywhere I go nearly. It doesn't really matter who you are. I probably will talk about sex eventually. <laughs> we will. It's just, um, it's confusing for some people, for some men, especially. I think they're sometimes like, is she hitting on me or is she talking about her work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, both. Maybe both. both. Yeah, maybe both. both. Um, maybe I'm just uh, talking about philosophy. Um, but yeah, I think with friends, the funny thing is, as soon as you feel a little bit more normal about it, 
I think you create a space for other people to share and then it's like fun. Yeah. Because people don't get to talk about it very often. So they get like excited. They're like, oh, okay, I can talk about this like, <laughs> with you and we can laugh about this and it's not that serious. Yeah. And I think that is when, when we'll really change something, when we just talk to each other in like a fun, open way. Yeah, do you... Um I feel like a lot of people would be probably very interested is that the stories on like what the stories that you talk about are they real or is it like stories of your friends or is it is it mostly your personal experience that you talk about you mean on the podcast yeah. or uh oh on the podcast oh they're all real they're all real <laughs> they're all yours all <laughs> mine yeah like i mean if it, if it is a friend i will say a girlfriend of mine has experienced this okay. uh no I, i talk about my own experiences yeah and on tales of lara when you talk about different stories it's uh i've noticed you have like different stories like names of like, yeah the person, but it's, I'm, i'm guessing it's not a real person no no <laughs> i don't share the real names of people no but um for my poetry for my erotica that i write I always like to say it's a bit like a movie based on real events, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've had partners, right? And yes, I've experienced things. And, um, but it's not, there's, there's, a, there's a level of fantasy and imag imagination in my work, for sure. Mm -hmm. That is not okay. like step by step, exactly what, you know, he what did happened? to me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> He forgot oh, to do boys. that. He, he forgot exactly. to do that. Exactly. Sorry, I made it up. Create <laughs> <laughs> my perfect night in my dreams. What do you do? You have um? Do you have some sort of education in like sexology, psychology, or is it like the knowledge that you've, you've been just like observing, learning yourself, like reading books or whatever? Like, where did you get the source? Like, would you feel that you're able to give people like advices on a more like professional level, maybe? That's a super interesting question because I think about it a lot. Uh, I have read a lot, a lot, a lot of books, um, also on sexual psychology, but I don't have um, a PhD or something. Mm -hmm. um, I am actually interested in doing it. I think it'd be really valuable because I get asked a lot of question and I'll, uh, questions and I always preface it with, you know, I mean, I'm a person that has educated herself a lot, but I'm not a therapist, right? So um, I can tell you my opinion or just like give you ideas. But um, so yeah, I think it'd be actually kind of interesting to go into that space a little bit more where it's more educational. Um, but that's not necessarily what's happening quite yet in yeah. a full in full way. And I think it's more when somebody asks you like, hey, so how do I get into anal play or anal, anal sex? I'll tell them, you know, what I know about it and what I write, like what I read about it and stuff like that. But it's a little bit different than a therapist for sure. Yeah, that's very interesting. Do you have um? Do you have a lot of men listening? I feel like you do. I do. Yeah, I have a lot of dudes listening. Funny enough, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's more girls than guys, but there is um, there's definitely a lot of men who share and um, who ask questions, and it's funny because um, most of the men that reach out to me, they're like, I'm learning so much about like how to satisfy a girl and like what to do with a girl, right? Like the I think one of maybe the first pilot episode. We're talking about that on when you start dating somebody, you can go to a sex shop with that person and kind of like figure out what you're each are into, you know, and have like kind of a playful date. Is that a first date? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, depending on your like level. Of I mean, I'd be like, I'd be very surprised, but hmm, interesting. No, but maybe like a third, maybe a fifth date, you know, depending on, or maybe it's after six months of dating, you know, whenever yeah. you want to do that with for years. Um, just depends on your comfortability level <laughs> with the sex shop. Um, but um, I've, I've had a couple of guys be like, this is such a cool idea. I suggested it to my girlfriend. Or guys ask for their girlfriends, right? They're like, so she really wants me to do this. How could I do that for her? And then I answer it. And then he writes me back and he's like, oh, we listened together to your answer. And then she elaborated on it, right? For example, that was like, He was like, oh, she wants me to pee on her, give her a golden shower. Um, how do I do that and keep it sexy? And I was like, well, you know, I mean, depending on what, what she wants it for, right, for sensation or if she wants to be degraded in a BDSM play, right, you might want to, like, figure this out. Um, and then he was like, oh, it's so funny you said that because then we started talking about it and she explained why she wanted me to do it. Mm. So just to be able to open a conversation between two people. So yeah. I think that's what the boys mainly get out of it. I'm not sure. But. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's, 
It's very interesting that, I mean, on one hand, you kind of like share your experience, but on the other hand, you kind of give people a push to kind of like talk to each other a little bit like more openly because I know that even for me sometimes it's very awkward to talk to a guy like and be like oh uh dude a little to the left or like totally. a little to the and you're like you know because you always like you're so scared of like trying to have one sec okay perfect let's um what, was the, what was the question <laughs> I was like it's hard to talk oh, to oh yeah so yeah it's um it gets like a little bit awkward to talk to a guy like especially if it's like a first time you guys are having sex and you definitely sure. know that maybe for a lot of girls it can be very hard to like orgasm and especially like you feel a little awkward like for sex is always very awkward most of the times um so yeah i feel like your podcast can actually give like that push and like kind of like a softer and nicer not a in a judgmental way explanation of how to do it and i don't know do you do you have like a maybe a way of like explaining to people like how to talk to each other a little better like maybe from like a guy's perspective like from a girl's perspective because i know that a lot of girls they feel like really shy and they're mm -hmm. like oh i just want to i just want to please a guy i just want to make sure totally. that you know he, talk, he's yeah. very turned on and like even i know that um sexual health is a is a big thing and like do i tell him like to wear a condom or like i feel like you know very awkward asking him whether he's clean or not you know all of those <laughs> kind of questions like how how can you suggest to a person like how to go over um those type of questions maybe on the first yeah. on the first night on the first night yeah um this is gonna be something that not everybody will feel comfortable with so there's different ways of doing this i think for me it's a bit different because I already am going to start talking about sex probably before we're even in the bedroom, right? So I'm not going to start talking about sex when we are already having sex. We're probably going to be in a bar and I mean, it's easier with me if I can talk about my work, right? But I think in general, if the conversation is already open to these parts, you know, like, what do you like into? Have you gone to a sex shop? Like, I don't know. It was like small things like that then the person or the two people already have a communication about it so you can feel that vibe, right? And I think if it's established before you go into the bedroom, it's way easier. And one good thing, I think, one good thing to do is ask him what he likes. And if it's a good man, he'll ask you back, you know? If, <laughs> if he's a good man, he will ask you back. If he's not a good man, I not. But it's, it's a good start to be like, do you like it like that? Or is there something that you like, you know? Because sometimes you don't know. I just had this, like, crazy experience, and I hope it's okay to share something personal. But, like, you know, normally a guy says, like, when oh, a lot of men say, no teeth when you give him a blowjob, right? I don't want to feel teeth. It's such a full-on yeah. turn-off, blah, blah, blah. And it's been my experience, like, most of my um, adult life. I met somebody who likes a lot of teeth <laughs> and who likes to be bitten ouch oh, wow. <laughs> ouch oh yeah i mean no, full on <laughs> i was and, and i was sitting there i was like are you sure like <laughs> i'm terrified like am i gonna hurt you he's like you will not hurt me so you know but that was just because i asked him is he pinocchio or something <laughs> what the hell is going on i do not know i was like all right you're into it you're into it you know but it, it was a process for me because I was just like, okay, so you like that, cool. So because I asked him, I was yeah. like, oh, what do you like? And he said that, and I was like, okay, shit, okay, let's try it. And then I, I kept on saying, I was like, please tell me when it's too much because I kind of wanted to know. And then the other way around, he he felt I think there was like a space to talk, so he asked me, yeah, right. He's like, oh, do you like that? Do you like it like that? Does it feel good? Tell me where it feels good, right? So I think. If the conversation is already started a little earlier, um, it makes it easier to yeah. talk. The condom situation, mm, it's hard because I think you just got to stand up for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Like, I think you just have to get, stand up for yourself. Um, I saw this, like, a, a really absurd meme. But it, was, it was like, oh, you know, I don't know. A few thousand people have died of the coronavirus and everyone's wearing a mask but 30 million people have AIDS and nobody's wearing a condom, Yeah. right? That kind of a, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I mean, you could have a conversation. I have a, I have a friend of mine who actually talks to girl, girls on the second date or whatever about being tested already. So he's asked them, hey, are you tested? Do you go and get tested often? 
he shows them his testing results, right? And I think that's actually, I mean, maybe you'd be the first time you'd be like, do you mean I'm dirty or something, right? Like you feel a bit weird about it, but actually it's really nice if a guy's like respects you like that and it's yeah. like, oh, look, I, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page and we're safe together. Yeah, and I mean, especially now, like there's so much sex happening everywhere. You want to make sure that you both guys are like, for sure healthy clean that everything is gonna be okay afterwards and you won't be like dying from you from know. from pain or itchiness or no. anything and you're like oh and just because you know you use a condom a few times if you start dating that person monogamously right you can both get tested and then have sex without a condom yeah i mean if you have birth control and everything you know i mean if you don't want to get pregnant or whatever but in general just if you're talking about stis you just wait a little bit and then you do it without a condom you know Potentially, yeah. Or not. Or you never do it without a condom. You know what I mean? Whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. But if it's just the fear of an STI, there is ways to do that with a partner. Right? Yeah. Or you get tested. Um, I get des- tested quite often. I mean, we should all be tested quite often. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so scared. I don't know why. Like, I feel Are you? like I was, I was very scared when I, even before, like, I lost my virginity very late on. Like, um, and I was very scared of like STDs and everything oh, yeah? and I was like oh my god like I'm so scary like I used to go like even before having sex I used to get tested like so often oh, really? I, was, like, <laughs> I was like I'm just oh, scared just- I was like I'm just scared because you know what like that's I feel like that's also like a very big problem in the sense of like at school they they're not trying to educate it they're trying to scare you absolutely like even if you have like a sex ad because I I was studying like back in UK school like a boarding school and there it wasn't like an open conversation it was obviously like all those teenage girls I mean in UK everyone like has sex like pretty early like 14 16 yeah something like that um they're not educated they don't know what like I, I don't know I don't want to be judgmental towards like the UK but it's like I felt like it was like filled with STDs like filled with it <laughs> like it's true. but it's true like Diana also she lived there I, I had an STD in, uh, in the UK <laughs> really UK. what did you have uh, yeah I had HPV which is like the most yeah. common thing yeah. you know and it was I mean really, 80% of but you know how it. hard it was to get rid of it it was insane you know it's just yeah. such a common disease and nobody talks about it also because it's dormant in a lot of men right so you have no idea and I was with you my, can't get tested on it and I, it's and, horrible and I was with my partner then at the time like with whom I was for two years so like obviously I was absolutely you know like uh, we were not using protection for a long time and you know we were kind of fine and, and then all of a sudden I got it and I was so ashamed to tell him because I thought he's gonna think that I've, I've slept with someone oh, else oh cheated on him right yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I had to I had to hide it obviously you know I was much younger you know and I felt like a total loser I was like oh my god out of all people mm, like, no, you know, it was supposed to be me yeah like me getting the stupid HPV but then when I started seeing the stats it was staggering it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's staggering and it's like and it stays with you like like forever basically once you get it yeah it's kind of dormant but you never get rid of it right it's a yeah. little yeah it's a little bit like herpes in that sense but yeah. there's a lot of different versions of HPV right yeah. as, mm-hmm. as you know so yeah. Only a couple, I think, are cancerous um, or, like, have the potential to be. And with HPV, it's, like, nearly a miracle if you don't have it. I think if you're, you know, I mean, honestly, I I just got tested. And, I mean, I honestly thought, I mean, HPV was, like, I probably have that. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) at this point, I'm, like, this probably happened to me. But, um, I mean, I don't. But, like, I think it's literally, I think it's 80%, right, of, of women in the world have HPV. And then... The good thing is that it's a really good one to live with, and there's not as many problems un- unless you have the kind that is cancerous. Yeah. So yeah. that's a really other ones are um, a lot rougher. I yeah, mean, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think with the, I mean, there's also so much shame involved, right? Like you yeah. said, yeah, oh my god, or like, yeah. you're like oh, horrible. Who am I? I'm so yeah. dirty, it's very right? Scary. Because first of all, like you don't like obviously if you get like an STD, you need to tell your partner yeah. or a guy you slept with. Or it partners. Mean, or partners. Yeah. partners. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, guys. No, it's just, like, <laughs> sorry. It's popping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it came from yeah. and who I gave it to. Exactly, and like you yeah. don't know whether you were the cause of it or the the other guy was the cause of it or the right. guy before yeah. the guy yeah. was the cause of it. That's why I'm, like, saying, like, it's just very awkward to talk about those things. It's very awkward to be, like, it's not even, like, more awkward. Like, for me, it's still, like, very scary. Like, even, um, like, just to tell a person, you know what, like, potentially you might have something. Because I don't know. Yeah. And you're, like, yeah, you, you know, like, mumbling. Yeah. You're, like, I don't know. Maybe you should go test it. And then he's, like, <laughs> what? 
like it's not me it's you and i'm like oh my god Does really like we're oh yeah like that happened oh. like a couple of times and i was like dude i was like listen i don't sleep around i actually don't and i'm yeah. like you're the guy that i slept with it doesn't matter like oh that's horrible you know like i don't know yeah. i don't know who was the cause but it's like can you be like a grown ass man and be like okay thank you for letting me know i'll go check because yeah, you know absolutely. i can also play the blame game but like it's not gonna give any results to anyone and i'm like you're grown enough to have sex so yeah, you should be grown enough to take responsibility for what's happening. I mean, that's nuts to me. I mean, I think that's probably because they're embarrassed as well, right? And it's a defense mechanism yeah. to just, like, put it back on you. I mean, the, the the shame part of it is, I think, very interesting. Because if it were any any other bacterial um, infection, right? Let's say, for example, syphilis or whatever. Um, you take an antibiotic for a week and it's gone, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you catch it quickly, this yeah. is not a big issue, right? You, I mean... You know, you might should think about the way you have sex, right? And should be safer about it. But really, this is not so horrible. I think it's more the concept. Because if you had another bacterial infection that you gave to somebody because you kissed them, right? Let's say like yeah, a sinus infection exactly, or whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't be like, oh, I'm so ashamed I have this bacteria in, in my throat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's not funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's mainly because it's about sex. Because yeah, we are yeah. so ashamed of the act yeah. that anything that's connected to it falls into that. And that makes it hard to talk about. That also probably makes it so that it spreads more. Yeah. Because people are afraid to get tested, to wait for a week and be like, ah, what is it I feel like be? with guys, because the experience is not the best, obviously. Like, I mean, for us, it's also not the best. It's like, it's very awkward. Like and like, mm. No, with guys, oh. like, I'm going to go and test it. Okay. Because yeah. I'm like, I know for some of them, it can be like very painful. Like some really? of them feel like, like very... How? Because they have oh, they to have take, to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and for yeah. them, it's, like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, yeah. we all know. Sorry, guys, but, like, you we go all to the know gym, you, can't, like, you can't really. Buckle up. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, most of them, like, prefer to avoid it. But I'm, like, don't you feel like your dick just might fall off? Yeah, wouldn't you be scared? I'm, like, wouldn't you be scared? That's what I am always confused about. Yeah. And I think that's what the meme was about. Like, I'm, like, you, you don't know who I slept with right like I'm I'm glad you think that there is no problem but like you you have no clue you weirdo (laughs) you know like who knows do you know who I am do you know do you know know? that I have a sex podcast (laughs) (laughs) seriously like uh you know I'm a slut like (laughs) do you understand this concept (laughs) no but I mean Uh. it is it's it's very mind-boggling I think so too and I understand that doesn't feel like amazing but there is, like I said, I mean, there's a way to get tested. And then you can just be happy. Yeah. And free. You mentioned um, sex toys. So let's talk about them. Favorite I feel like I feel like people don't talk about them as much. They, they just sell them. They don't talk about them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like um, now sex toys and like this whole sex and erotica kind of... Um, industry is growing a lot and it's kind of like becoming like a lifestyle brand too mm-hmm. um like a playful you know like a behind the scenes behind the closed door kind of thing so um yeah how did you come uh, come up with like uh the experience of sex toys um what are your favorites maybe yeah absolutely i share i i love so i think you're completely right i think um female pleasure and it's called now a lot of like a lot of people call it sexual wellness now, right? Yeah. Where it's really changed how the entry point for people because you don't have to go to some sleazy sex shop where you don't, feel, you know, you can go into like the cutest place in the world. It looks like a cupcake shop <laughs> and like buy a vibrator. This is basically yeah. where we're at. And it's so wonderful because women finally, I think, um, get like a nice way of being introduced to their body and like it is good for you to touch yourself and yeah. to experience something beautiful. So you can obviously do that with your hands, right? I have a lot of girlfriends who prefer their hands. Um, I prefer toys. I mean, I <laughs> I love my hands, no, you know. But so for me, I mean, I I got my first vibrator, my late teens, early twenties or something. But back then, I was just kind of like, yeah, it's just vibrating. Now you're in a different world of yeah. things, right? You really are. I mean, I think a great company to check out is Lilo. Yeah. Um. They have incredible products. Um, the Soroya I use personally. It's like a rapid vibrator um, that I really like. They also have something called the Sona, which uses sonic waves on your clitoris, um, which is insane. There's um, 
the womanizer, which is more like a suction. Mm-hmm. I th- for me, that's a little strong, but you know, everybody has a different um, a different way how they want their clitoris to be yeah. touched. It's very strong. Like, I feel like it robs my orgasm. Like, I'm like, ah! and I have my <laughs> orgasm, right? It's like th- three seconds in. I'm like, that was too fast. Like, I wanted to enjoy the ride a little bit, you know? But um, some girls swear by it. So I think it's the womanizer. There's a competitor called the Satisfier Pro. These are the suction cup ones on your clitoris, so especially if you like a little bit more pressure. That's like a good one. Um, I also like butt plugs. But it's a, that's a very personal thing. If you um, enjoy any kind of anal play, um, and you can start very small. Like, this is not, you know, you're not going to put You don't, you don't have anal. to go, like, a full-on... No, it's tiny. If you're, like, <laughs> small. You know what I mean? You, you're not, you don't have to have anal sex with a vibrator or something. Um, but, yeah, I really like butt plugs. I think they, it's a great sensation. Um, but, you know, even if you're not necessarily... I mean, sex toys can be so many things. That could be... A blindfold, right? It could yeah. be handcuffs. It could be a feather, really. You know, anything that kind of fits you and like the way you like experience sensation. I think, but it's fun. But the world's crazy. <laughs> it's like a. Do you do yeah. you experience um, with like sex toys with your partners? Like, how are they? How are they, like how do they react to it? Because I I have mm-hmm. a couple of friends who really like it. They're very into it. But I'm like just interested how is it like from your perspective do you find them like interested in it intrigued or do they like other like mm, is there something else except for me oh it's funny that you say that yeah i most of the time i think guys are really excited but like i've once um i was dating this guy for a little bit um total sweetheart and he he had never used a vibrator in a girl, right? So I was like, do you want to try this? And he's like, fuck yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. But it was so funny because he's never really held one, you know? Yeah. So he's kind of doing it wrong, and I'm like laughing in bed, right? I'm just, it was really funny. I just had a really funny, exp- fun experience <laughs> with him. I'm like, you like, it's the wrong end, you know? Like he did like, <laughs> the funniest things. And I'm like, but it was a fun process to yeah. do together, and he was really excited to do that. Um, a butt plug is also something great to use with a partner. And I find guys are very excited about that because they're like, oh, my God, I can have sex with her and she has a butt plug in. And, like, you know, maybe um, some, it's not double penetration, but, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think they're always very excited to, like, know how it feels like. They're like, oh, how does this feel like? <laughs> Explain yeah. it to me. And I'm like, it was a little hard. We're, like, in the middle of having sex. I'm like, <laughs> <You're> like well, <laughs> great. <laughs> my extent of dirty talk, I'm like, Great baby, Great, thank you. <laughs> that's good. It all feels good, but yeah, um, I think that's. But I mean, if you have an open conversation, of course, maybe he's like, "Oh, I'm not so into that." Yeah, but really, I mean, if he then he might have to figure out a way to stimulate your clit with his hands while he's fucking you, which a lot of boys have a lot of co- problems with. You know, it's like that I mean, monkey yeah, that yeah. taps. They do. No, no, the no, they do. It's rubs. like it's like it's like a huge thing there they're just like kind of like doing something well but it's complicated i understand they're like thrusting and they're trying to like you know touch your clit i'm like well we could also use a vibrator or i touch my own clit or whatever you know but it's funny it's not like you're not enough it's just a different sensation on top of it it's Um, like multiplying the yes and you know like 65 percent of women can't orgasm vaginally so why wouldn't you want her to get off while you're having sex with her too? Yeah, you know. Plus, I mean, we can do it like a couple of times in a row. Exactly. So that's like, so, that's like a big bonus. No, nothing, nothing is gonna stop. You know, like, and then later on, you can tell your guy friends that she had five orgasms with you. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I don't know who is this is a win-win situation. <laughs> Who's counting? Me <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. I'm like, when you lose count, it's the best. So yeah, I mean, you're originally not from the U.S., but you lived, you lived in New York, right? Before? I lived in New York before, yeah. I have. Yeah, and uh, you come from Europe yourself, so I mean, it's very, it's very interesting. How how do you feel that the difference of sex, mm. uh, depending on the location, country, is? Because I I keep hearing stories about like 
from Diana about her trips <laughs> all over oh. the world. And it's I, like, and it's I tales of the, Diana, huh? <laughs> I, 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 I had the best time, actually. Uh, I actually was uh, surprised, you know, uh, when, before I moved to US, I had an American boyfriend. And mm. from my experience, you know, I think it's also because he's not like American from like Los Angeles. He's like a lumberjack from Oregon. So okay. that really made it. Um, mm, Sounds very sexy. A It's the best sexual par- partner I've ever had. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, European men for me are very difficult. <gasps> really? Uh, yeah. In bed? Yeah. I find, I find them, I, like, I literally find them, like, not that satisfying. I think wow. there's a lot Why? Of, what did they not do? That's fascinating to me now. I think they spend too much time uh, going down on you, which kind of irritates me a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and then, like, it's irritating for me. I'm like, oh my God, are we ever going to get can, into can you, it? Can you come from, like, somebody um, going down on you? Uh, not always. Yeah. Most of the times, no, because I feel that like... That is irritating. Yeah, you're like, you know, you're wasting your time. Yeah, I love know. it. I mean, I'm I like, love it too. I'm like, yeah, wow, I know. maybe I should go to Europe more no, often. No, but you know, know. Like, you know, <laughs> I know, I know. And me, like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, seriously, I, I'm actually gonna have sex. And no, it's like, I, you know, like, oh, that's hilarious. I have a lot of, so funny. A lot of yeah. girlfriends, especially so in Russia, I have a lot of girlfriends who don't like it. And I'm like, you know why you don't like it? Because he doesn't know what he's doing. More like true. Yeah, yeah, like that true. And, and in like Europe, it. I feel like they're just like they're. Well, on my experience, it's more about pleasing themselves rather than pleasing you, maybe. And like doing whatever it is that he likes, and you like laying there, and you're like, really, like killing? No, I would say like th- that's mostly Russian men. You know, like uh, English men are like crazy about making you calm. Like yeah, they're insane. Yeah, yeah. It really depends. They, they're dependable on your <laughs> orgasm. You know, like I love seriously. That's why I was just like, man, seriously, like whatever. But She's like, like I already came. It's okay. You, you know, it's just like yeah. But uh, at the same time, I don't know. Like I felt like uh, in, from my experience, like uh, to me, like you know, Brazilian men especially were really, really nice to me. Like you know, I don't know. I I felt like everything outside Europe was actually more exciting. You know why? Because so interesting. I I, I kind of like more masculine approach. And I feel like... But you like to have a dominant partner, you mean? Um, I would say like a bit more like... I would like to feel like that it has like a strong male presence. So you feel like mm-hmm. a little girl, girl. Yeah, because like I'm really strong as a female. And I think like I'm really passionate sex-wise. And mm-hmm. I easily dominate. Just like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's nicer uh-huh. for me to feel... Um, the opposite. Somebody taking control. Yeah. Exa- yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, Absolutely. That, that, so that's why like people who are like more connected to their kind of archetype... Uh, especially men connected to their archetype. I don't, oh, don't want to just like upset the listeners right now, but I feel like you know in England there's a lot of pussies. Like I'm so sorry. Oh, there is. I just it definitely. I'm is. sorry, yeah. but I felt like it's just oh, like it's so not. They're like funny. very. They're just like very <laughs> soft. Like soft. honestly, they're just very soft. Like it's not. Softies. They don't now really that they're have talking like about gr- this. I'm not even sure if I've ever slept with a British guy. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like really don't remember. And I'm like by country. I'm like wait, have I? Was it anybody? Like, was ever British? Well, I do think, I mean, really depending on what you like, right? I mean, I yeah. think with the going down thing, it often is not just that the, uh, the guy is not doing it right, but also I think that a lot of women are very insecure about their, like, their vulvas and their vaginas, yeah. right? They're like, oh, does it smell bad? Does it taste bad? Like, it's taking me too long. Yeah. When you feel like it's taking you too long, you're already screwed. Exactly. You're not going to come exactly. anymore because you're already in your head. You're, you're thinking about different things, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, does it feel okay down there? And you're like... Well, just imagine the other way around. We cannot breathe, okay? So I think they have it a lot better. They and, really do. And most guys love the taste of a pussy. So yeah. I don't think we are way more worried about these things. Yeah. So I think then you won't let somebody do it for you or you can't relax within it. So I think that is why a lot of girls hesitate about, um, you know, oral sex. But uh, I don't know, European versus American. It is. It depends a little bit, I think what you're into in bed like if somebody's dominant or if you like to be dominant in bed or but um hmm. i just feel like they, they're a bit more liberated here you know like in a sense that they can appreciate female um i mean they also have more of a porny um approach to sex i think in america yeah, probably yeah probably um right. so that could i mean that means <laughs> th- i mean as the girls do as well I mean, it's true. because it's a lot about performing in bed, um, yeah. which I think in general is not a great way to yeah, go. Absolutely. But it might might get you into that realm of like I'm a sexual being, and you can like own it a little bit more. It might be that I'm not sure. Um, for me, if it's too performative, 
I feel like if somebody is having sex with you and you feel like they're in their own movie, you're like, no, are, no, we, are we doing this not. like, is yeah. somebody filming us right now? Because uh, I'm not. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, you're talking about like a movie performance. I have a neighbor and Ooh. it's so crazy. Like when she... Oh my god. You don't understand. It's like a proper like <laughs> it's opera. It's so funny. Like I'm no. not joking. Like it's that loud. And I'm like, okay, like we get it. You have you're having sex. It's amazing. We're happy for you. <laughs> We're but happy like for not you. necessarily the whole building should know that you're actually <laughs> having sex. And I doubt that it's that good. And I think even the I guy doubt that it's that I, good. I think the guy actually feels a little like he's like, Oh, is it is it really that good? Does she have one partner or like, several? I have no idea. Okay. I, see, I see like a couple of guys like sometimes come in and out, but I don't know what she does with them. I'm, like I'm not really oh my God, this is spying so that funny. much. But it's like it's like a full on performance, and I'm like, yeah. wow. You know what? Actually, I had similar experience when my flatmates were kind of like very loud and like you know he was bringing his girlfriend and she was screaming as though she's a pig. Like being <laughs> pigs, like bad. seriously, I fo- I felt like this is like absolutely not like turning. On anyone, you know, I just feel like it's like a lot about like showing off. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because yeah. uh, because um, that's the thing. You know, we all I think can like produce a very extreme noises during sex if we want to. You know, like, and it's okay to have that. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's funny. Um, a friend of mine is an adult performer. Um, mm-hmm. it's like a porn, a porn performer, and she has this analogy where she said, like, so imagine yourself. By yourself masturbating, right? Yeah. What sounds do you make? It's a dark yeah. room. Wait, she's like, even has more levels. It's a dark room, <laughs> you're masturbating. How? What kind of sounds are you making? You're masturbating, the lights are on, and you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Like, what kind of sounds are you going to make? Um, now, add a partner. Um, lights off. What kind of sounds are you going to make? Lights on. What kind of sounds are you going to make? Cameras, because then you're a performer, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just the, the levels of performance that you put up for yourself, for a partner, and for an audience. Mm-hmm. And then to really say, like, what are actually the sounds that I'm really making just because mm-hmm. of me and my lust, my desire, and my pleasure? It's really trippy. I think about it sometimes. That's interesting. Because I've, record- <laughs> <laughs> I've recorded my orgasms um, for an ex-partner before, you know, we were, like, long distance, and I would record more orgasms. For him hmm. and send him audio that's files. That's a way to go around. You know what? Maybe, maybe I should do that. <laughs> Back to it. <laughs> that's actually a really good point because, like, uh, Sophia and me as well. We're normally obviously because like flying around and living like that. I had plenty of like I think every single of my because of you know I was a documentary producer for many years and every single relationship that I had was eventually long distance. Yeah. Too many countries, too many men. <laughs> In those too many countries. Yeah. <laughs> just maybe, too, maybe just the too many countries. Maybe just too many countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fun thing. I mean, it's also, I think the first time I send it, I think not many people do it. You know what I mean? Because most of the time, girls send, I think, nudes and stuff. So it's, I think, an interesting... Um, I got I got good reactions, I guess. <laughs> because it's so, like mind-boggling you know they're like what the fuck is this and then yeah it was fun but i had to like record it a few times to be like am i performing you know yeah am i overdoing it and it's actually it's interesting if you just because you can edit that thing later girls you know what i mean like (laughs) (laughs) if it takes you eight minutes to come you just like take the last two you don't have to (laughs) pretend it's happening you know what i mean you're just like you put the phone next to you you start your thing and then later on, you're in it. So you don't have to think about it while you're doing it, I guess. That's yeah. what I, I was just like, oh, I'll just see if I can. You know, can't come while my phone's lying next to you. It's not that hard. So actually. Another thing I think I wanted to ask you is, like, how do you, um, how to not be judgmental of, like, different people's sexual preferences? So, like, for mm-hmm. example, I mean, for me, it was obviously some things that can come up to you as a shock. So, like, when I started my sexual life, I feel like one of the, one of the most shocking things was like uh, a golden shower offer. Mm-hmm. And I was offer like, huh? that he would pee on you? Uh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, uh... <laughs> offer. Like, like, oh. No, no, no. At, at first I was like, he was like, listen, I, I want to like offer you something like very cool, like very fun. And I'm like, okay. Like I'm down for pretty much anything. Like I'm, I like discovering like things that I might like or I don't. Um, and for me it was like, I was expecting something like to go, you know, like do like some BDSM, like Fifty Shades of Grey shit. Uh, that I'm like, down for. Yeah, I was like, that, that would be fun. Down, yeah, that I'm super down for. Like, tie me up, bitch. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, but then it was like, it just like out of the blue, he was like, yeah, I really want to pee on you. And I'm like, ew. I was like, why would you do that? 
And I realized that when I said, Eo, why would you do that? I felt like I sounded very judgmental and he mm. was hurt. And I was like Because it was his fetish. Because it was his thing. And I just like I don't like I don't judge people on like their fetishes. I mean we all have our own. Um, but it's just like how do you try to like not judge a person mm-hmm. based on his like sexual preferences and fetishes? I think the 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 first way I approach it is curiosity. Because I'm a curious person and I just take what you maybe normally would use as or your curiosity towards new countries, right? New cultures. And then somebody says something to you like, oh, obviously sometimes something hits and you're like, oof, you know, not for me. But then maybe the second thought could be like, oh, I'm fascinated. What is it about that that interests you? And we don't even have to do it together, right? Like... If somebody, I mean, everybody has a heart limit. And then yeah. there's some limits that get pushed and you try new things. And um, But you have a heart limit that's also okay to say, right? It's not like you have to love everything. Um, I keep on trying to say this um, to girls when they, when they talk about maybe after a breakup they don't want to have sex or um, they feel like kind of shut down for a little bit or whatever. Um, that sexual liberation or you know, emancipation is not about how much and how sex you have or how crazy the sex is or how many fetishes you have tried, but it's about your needs and acknowledging them, right? And if your need is to have different sex, to have more sex, but have no sex for a while, that's also sexually emancipated. Yeah. So the same thing goes with the, with the fetishes. I think it's good to communicate and hear somebody out um, and just be curious. You don't ever have to do them. So it's yeah. fine to just ask. So, oh, interesting. You know, like I had a guy ask me once if he could be my dog. And I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> sure. Interesting. <laughs> no, but it was like, okay, all right. Like, I mean, I don't want to be a dog, right? Yeah. For me personally, um, in my sexual experience, like, that's not something I got to add right now to be a dog. Maybe, maybe later. But I mean, I mean, maybe later. I'm, I'm never say never, you know? But, um, I was like, oh, interesting, you know, fascinating. How would I even do that? So it was more like a childlike playfulness that I had with it. I was like, yeah. oh, that's funny. Uh, what is it about that? You know, so in that kind of a sense, and we keep it playful. But if there's something you don't want to do, you can also be like, you know, that's not totally mine, but what about this? Or do you have another fantasy we can talk about? So it's not so exclusive, right? So you're not like oh, you're gross and it's horrible what you like, but like, oh, you know, interesting. That's not really mine, but maybe we'll find something else that we both like. Yeah. You could have been like, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Maybe we can add some of those things. Uh, and maybe he would have You, you know excited. that book that all men hate? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Softcore BDSM. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's nice. You know, like I feel that um, Fifty Shades of Grey kind of opened a lot of doors for a lot of women and men too. Um, because it's like it's a softer way of like it's like a mixture between like BDSM plus like making love Um, so I feel like for a lot of like even for me it opened like a door and I was like ooh I was like I can actually you know I can make it like a fun thing absolutely like I can just like tease a guy a little you know like it doesn't have to be like full on BDSM because it's not really my thing like I mean I don't like when people hurt me hurt me like it's a bit it's a bit I don't know. It's hurtful for me, but it's like I mean, what doesn't turn you on? We can, we can, you know, play around. It's cool because I've had like one of the best like sexual experiences that I've had was like actually kind of uh, turning like this um, fantasy of mine like from the Fifty Shades of Grey into like reality. Oh, fun! I liked it because like. We read a little bit of a book, and then, you know, he was like, okay, I got it. I know what I'm doing now. And, like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, steps down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tie her up. No, because, like, like, for them, it's also, like, you know, for guys, I feel like it's also, like, can be, like, a very interesting, maybe, like, it's a first-time experience because they've never mm-hmm. really done that. Like, they fantasize, they fantasize about those things a lot, but they not necessarily, like, as a majority of people, don't kind of put their dreams come true in a way like sexual fantasies they don't really not at all yeah not at all I do think this is a really good point because I guys have it hard sometimes I think too because they're often supposed to be like a controlling dominant man right that at the same time maybe they go too far the girl doesn't like it and then he I think maybe sometimes it feels like you're forcing yourself on her but if it's communicated to be like 
hey, I find it really hard if you push me against the wall. Yeah, absolutely. And then we are already having fun. And he doesn't have to be worried about anything. He can live that part of himself. You give him permission. You can experience that part where you're like, oh, somebody's taking control of me because, you know, I gave him. I mean, that's a good thing about BDSM, I think. No matter. Everybody can take into their sex life no matter what. Is that they have a lot of conversations beforehand, right, about the scenarios that they want to play in. Um, they talk about limits. They have safe words, which normally you might not need that. But um, they also do aftercare. So, which means like you have, you play your sexual scenario, right? Like you get tied up, maybe you get whipped or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, you come together and hold each other and care for each other emotionally yeah. to leave it as the play. And that's not your relationship. This yeah. is just integrating back into your loving connection, you know? So, and I think those things are really good markers for anything you want to try in bed. Even if you would want to try a golden shower afterwards, it could be like, well, maybe that wasn't that great. Or, you know. Oh, yeah, it wasn't that bad, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, it's actually like talking about golden shower. You know, I think it's much more uh, common than we think, you know? I think for so, example, uh, For example, one of my best friends in London, uh, I'm not going to say your name, my friend. <laughs> Don't worry. It nearly came out. You know, but he's like one of my, uh, he used to be like one of my closest friends ever. And like, we hanged out quite a lot. And like, after some time, I realized that, He's a massive golden shower boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, you kidding me, bro? Like, well, he no wants to idea. pee on the girl or get uh, peed on? What does he both. like? Both. Oh, both. Okay. Like everywhere. Oh, wow. Like all the time. I was just... Uh, <laughs> I was just, everywhere. Yeah, no, it, it was The just, logistics of that. Like the logistics of that. I was like, are you serious? Like even on the bed. He's like, even on the bed, do it. I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? So it was quite interesting discussing that with him because like, you know, obviously being best mates and you never know what's the sexual life of a person, yeah. right? Like uh, same with applies to, I think, to everything in life, you know, you can only assume. And it was just actually quite... Uh, funny to find out that him and his girlfriend were like both like absolute sweethearts and like you know the cutest little buttons ever like are like constantly peeing on each other like stop thinking about that when i see you now <laughs> it was really funny because like i couldn't even like like you know tie this together but when we actually started like you know because like the, the, the like you know they were like the mom and dad in my eyes you know and like mom and dad all of a sudden like like really pee like, on each other yeah like pee on each other's faces like constantly and then i was just like uh, i was just like oh like constantly constantly all the time, like, all the time constantly while, while making my breakfast what is going on you know uh, but when i was actually discussing it with him and when he actually like discussed like you know the logistics of it and like how is it happening i was actually in my head thinking like i could totally try it you know like i, I all of a sudden when you start like talking about it it doesn't seem so so did you try fetched I've actually didn't like I didn't have like an opportunity for that like but I've tried literally every single sexual fantasy I had in my life yeah that's why uh like uh I feel a lot of times something that I had a lot of fantasy about and then I tried in real life sometimes it's not as hot oh totally yeah yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) which is so weird because in your head you're like oh my god this is gonna be amazing (laughs) like that was me and like a five song we had like a massive like sex party you know like and I was just um the instigator of it um and in the middle of it, I was just kind of like, meh. You're like, that's not my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, I was lacking this like intensity, the, the one-on-one connection that I normally get mm, with a partner, yeah, which yeah. is so important for me to feel like we're so present in the moment. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'd rather have no sex than like sex that is not connected. You know? Oh, totally. Uh, Absolutely so, agree. Absolutely. So, so in in that respect, I felt like it was very spread out, and maybe like that because it's it's You're like where is everybody? Lost in the room. Guys, it's just difficult. Five people in the room, like you know. I also feel like it's difficult to get the mood right, you know, because some oh, people yeah, yeah. start to like wonder, then another, then someone started to touch you while you were like doing something, and like it's just like it becomes a bit like. I felt like it's it was not as exciting as I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, totally. So in a sense, that that fantasy went away. <laughs> no, I, I, I do think that these things, I mean, often I think there's a different differentiation between sensation play and power play, right? So, for example, with a golden shower, that could be either, right? It could be about the sensation of something warm or... It's um, <laughs> not my favorite thing. So hot milk, yeah, hot milk, yeah, tea, can I, can I be tea? Um, but um, of that sensation, 
<laughs> or of like you wanting to be degraded, you yeah. know, and yeah. you getting off on um, being the submissive in the relationship. Yeah. And so most of these things are a little bit like that. So you can try out. I tried, for example, wax play. Oh, wax is um, cool. Yeah. So I tried it on myself uh, a while ago, actually. And I didn't like it. I was like, this hurts like a bitch. Yeah. I don't. I was just like, it dropped on my skin. I was like, no, <laughs> thank you. And it, because I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. You know, it's going to be so <laughs> it hot. And then it's on my skin. I was like, fuck no. This is horrible. <laughs> but then I did it on a guy. He liked it. Well, yeah. He asked me to do it on him. And it was so hot because he was so turned on by it. Yeah. And I was like, I totally, I'll pour wax all yeah. over You know, as long as it's not on me. So you kind of like figure out your different, yeah. you know, your things. I thought that would be super no, hot one to of the, experience. One of the one. alternatives that one of my friends did is because she was like, oh, I'm like, she had this fantasy about like a hot wax thing. And I was like, and she was like, but it's so painful. And I'm like, why don't you try like to warm up like the oil, like the massage oil a little and like drip it on because it's, it's mm, nicer. It doesn't yeah. get like, it doesn't get sticky. It's <laughs> not that hot in the beginning. Yeah. Like it's just warm and nice. And I'm like, maybe you would like it better. And she was like, it was totally amazing. And she was like, that was so good. And I'm like, I'm very happy. No, <laughs> like, that's a great idea. Enjoy, enjoy it. Oil, yeah. And it's like, and I mean, like, you kind of like kill two birds with one stone. Like, it's a yeah. massage thing. Plus, <laughs> I know it's true. Plus, it's massage, massage is so thing. high. Oh, my God. Like, that's one thing that, like, every, literally. See, every time every I go, girl the loves <laughs> this. This is like, every, girl. every man should. I had this yes. um, guy write me this long email about the details of a tantric massage. And, like, we were reading it on the podcast and, like, me and my co-host were just, like, dying. You know? <laughs> but I think if a guy wants to learn anything to get oh most women, like, yeah. yeah, you just learn how to massage a girl a little bit. It doesn't even have to be that professional. Exactly. I mean, if you do a tantric massage, you, like, she's in love with you. So make it this quick. <laughs> this, is, this is your guy forever. I actually had a personal question uh, for you, Larry. You know, I think it's actually quite interesting. Um, and probably you encountered that kind of in your life, you know, because like I felt at some point in my life that I've experimented so much, you know, like I kind of started like pretty um, closed off. But like once the, the box was open, it was really open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the uh, box. yeah, it oh, was definitely. really the Diana's box was like <laughs> swallowing people. <laughs> it's just like the black hole. <laughs> Like, seriously. Uh, but then, like, you know, like, I kind of encountered a, a point when, like, nothing was exciting anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. When, like, I, I'm, I'm interested if you ever had that moment, you know, when you feel like you've tried it all, that there's been so many partners, there's been so many situationships, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, like, what? And at, at the moment uh, now, I'm actually in a really good state sexually, uh, in which I'm actually not having any sex at all for a long time now. And... I have um, rediscovering that part of yeah. myself, and it's interesting, you know. Um, and I'm interested to hear your opinion and if you totally. experience something similar. Yeah, I think it goes up and down all the time. Um, in general, I have a crazy sex drive, but um, I've had, I've had this moment, a couple, a couple of things. But last fall, I broke up with somebody, and it kind of put me in the state where I was like, ah. I don't feel like my body felt like I didn't want to have sex. And it kind of concerned me a little bit. And so I was like, this is horrible. So I went out and fucked somebody right away, mm. right? Because I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, and it's going to be great. Yeah. And I'll forget everything about it, right? In the morning, I woke up next to this man. And I was like, oh, no, that didn't help at all, right? Yeah. It didn't help at all. It just, I needed, I needed to pull back and be with myself for a little bit. Um, and I think what made it then different again because like you said like you can try so many crazy things right i mean you, you can be a dog you can yeah, use wax you can you know it's insane yeah. you can go to a sex party yeah. you can be like a, a loony yeah. um but what got me back was very intimate connection yes because i think as soon as you start to connect and that starts not while having sex, right? This is like you talking to a person, yeah. you being with a person, you sharing vulnerable things about yeah. yourself. And I think that kind of a sexual or a romantic sexual experience um, was way more interesting than all. I mean, everything's interesting in different ways. But it brought me back to me and to my sexuality because I was like, oh, I don't necessarily need to do all these crazy things. Yeah. But um, if I let somebody in 
which is also a little dangerous, obviously, sometimes when you get afraid of getting hurt or whatever emotionally. But it, that changed it for me again. Beautiful. And that made it like a different sexual experience. And like, um, yeah, not about a new trend, but more Absolutely, just like yeah. being with that person. So, Dee, we're still waiting on the Jason moment. I have know? no idea who that's supposed to be called. <laughs> like, you know, I'm saying, like, all this, like, you know, tantric juices that's been building up, you know? Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, you know, to be honest, like, it's interesting because, like, when you're kind of abstaining for, uh, from it for, like, such a long time, I feel like I'm back to my virgin state, you know? Like, it's Wait, like, how long? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a long time. Okay. Like, it's, like, uh, more than a year now. Okay. Wait, she, came, to two years, she, yeah. she came to the most liberating, um, liberating country. And she is, and uh, I just stopped having sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of crazy, but like because I also have like a really intense sexual drive, and that was getting me into weird places in my life. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah. but I obviously know that you know like but also at the same time, um, um, the the first time like the first year I would say like you know it was really difficult. Yeah. Because I was getting seduced by all this man. You know? So you made but, a conscious decision to do this. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. I, okay, I was okay. like okay you know because I started doing a lot of like energy work tantra and mm. like studying that a lot. Yeah. And I was like reading a lot you know and obviously I allowed myself to touch myself and please myself. I just wanted to ask and, you. Like, of course. Yeah. yeah yeah you know and my self pleasure became like the whole ritual and it was oh. insane. Insane. That's the best. I actually got like the best <laughs> orgasms of my life with myself. Oh yeah. You know, and when you have that power in yourself, it's almost like, oh my god, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like carrying like the, you know, like the god of sex is in my hands. You know, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> it is fucking true. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, when you get, good. you can love yourself in such an incredible way. It's, it's like you know, it's important. like wow. I think it's very yeah. important to know your body in the first place. Like we, like mm-hmm. we've been discussing with yeah. Dan, like very recently, a lot of girls find it very disgusting to like yeah, touch themselves and they've never crazy. done it before that's crazy but I'm like yeah. do you remember that part and like Sex in the City when they made like Charlotte to look at her vagina in the mirror yeah. to, to like really yeah. look at it yeah. and I'm like that's exactly what you should be doing yeah. like you need to learn who you are yeah absolutely because she it's a big problem is a big part of your life Oh yeah! And you guys need to be friends. You guys need to get to know each other. Like you really <laughs> yeah, do. Because absolutely. if you if absolutely. you don't know what to do with you, your guy won't know. No, either. it's really hard. Like everything exactly. we talked about before when when we talked about communication, right? If somebody asks you what you like and you have no clue, I always like I thought about this the other day. I was like, it's a little bit like yeah. if a guy wants to take you on a date. He's like, what kind of food do you like? And you're like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. And then he has to take you to every single cuisine. He's like, shit, is it Indian food? You go there, you're like, meh. Um, is it Chinese food? So you have to do all these things. So the guy also has to do all this work. And you, that's not really his responsibility. You're responsible, and the other way around either, right? It's your responsibility to get to know yourself and to love yourself and to not be ashamed of your vagina, right? And, like, to be able to touch yourself if you want somebody else to do that. I actually think it must be really difficult to have great orgasms if you're not connected to your body. Yeah. I feel like it's uh, it's one of the things that a lot of... Um a lot of sexologists are talking about. They're like, you need to be comfortable within your skin in order yeah. to feel that. Because I remember, like, when I started, I was so shy. Like, I, I was never the type of person who was shy. And I was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm a little chubby. I have, like, a little bit of a tummy here. Or, Wait, when like, you started have, having like, sex Yeah, again? and I yeah. was like, oh, I have, like, a cellulite. Like, and I was so conscious mm, of, of how I looked. Yeah. Mm, and I was yeah. like, at some point, I just stopped in the middle of sex. And I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, I'm sorry. I just need, like, a... Like two minutes. Yeah. I was Good like, I just need two minutes. I was like, let Good me let me like recap it all. And I'm like, I went to the restroom and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I have a hot guy in my in my room, like in my bedroom, having sex with me. He's there already. I undressed. He didn't turn around. He didn't say no. No, he wasn't like oh, at no, all. Like, really? Like <laughs> they all know That's the yeah. funniest and thing. Like, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm so fucking conscious. Like I can't enjoy yeah. the process because I'm thinking. I'm like, do I look okay? Yeah, like yeah, should yeah. I should I you know get the lighting a little bit? <laughs> I'm like, no, like, and I was like just looking at myself and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just stop it, like, just enjoy it. And I was like, wow, you know, like it really changed it because like I was like, okay, you know what? I have a little bit here, a little bit here, and I'm like, I have the love handles. Okay, he can hold on, like he needs to <laughs> hold on to something. And I'm like, it's fine, dude. I was like, okay, I'm back, I'm good. And the guy was like, oh my god, he was like, you changed like so much. He was like, what did you do in the bathroom? I was like. 
nothing I loved myself, you know, (laughs) all over again. And it was like, it was very life changing because I know that for a lot of girls, it is a, it is a big problem, especially if you're like a little bit overweight or you have like a little bit of a, I don't know, you don't like the way your boobs look or you don't like Mm -hmm. that you have something like there could always be something wrong though with you. Yeah. I just heard this, this is a very random fact, but I think it's was fascinating so the comedian Whitney Cummings she did this like whole skit on like she made a sex doll of herself or whatever but she was talking (laughs) completely crazy you know what I mean that looks like her and stuff like that but so she went to uh, in California she went to a sex doll um, factory Mm. and she like talked to the people there or whatever and there were just funny facts that she was stating first of all the biggest um, the biggest misconception is, or the the biggest thing that people want from sex dolls that you can't really have at the moment, they want actually more filled girls. They don't want skinny yeah. sex dolls. They yeah. want they want like curves. Curvier. They want they want to have that. They want bigger boobs. They want bigger nipples. But um, apparently, right now, it's really difficult because the sex toys get so heavy and they don't move by themselves. So, but. That is one fact that actually the guys that get these sex dolls would love to have a different kind of shape. Yeah. And the second is that they pay $1,400 on top to get pubes. Oh my God, that's They hysterical. don't love shaved. But, but, but this like, is all changing exactly. Yeah, so, so interesting. You know now. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's the pubes thing. So much. Now it's like back in trend and like yeah. whatever the hell. But. And guys care so much less than us that it's crazy. You know, like a girlfriend once was like, well, I didn't shave. I couldn't sleep with him. And I was like, you know, that he would have not given a single fuck. Absolutely. (laughs) He would would actually probably dig it, you know. He's just like glad he could be there, okay. (laughs) He's like not complaining. Oh, my God. I need to tell you something. This is so hysterical. We were discussing with my mate, uh, my friend recently about like like, uh, living in a male's body for a day. And he's like, Dana, you know, all the girls are constantly like, oh, if I would be a man for a day, all I would do is fuck. And he's like, yeah, you know, what would you, what would you do? You would probably masturbate by, by yourself in the, in the bathroom because nobody would, would like to fuck you. And I was just like, oh, shit. He's like, in your head, you think everyone wants to fuck you, Dana. When you're a man, you're just like searching for it and it's not coming. It and is it's like, it's it, kind of crazy, but it's probably true. I it is know. like a different, no, but it is, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, definitely a different perspective on it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? And that goes back to this whole thing with like, they should be the ones that are acting yes. more. They should be calling. They should be texting. They should take you out. Absolutely. But what if that person also wants a little bit of like yeah. acknowledgement and like, does she actually like me? Am I just like forcing myself on her? Am I just paying for things? You know, so I think it's good to have it a little bit more equal. It's good to communicate. Mm. It's good to be like, hey, I like you. I want to have sex with you. Maybe. I don't know. And I think on that note, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I want to have sex with you. And now the, the lights are dimming in this room. <laughs> the lights are dimming. No, I, to be honest, I feel like because we are we have been talking for a while, and I think this is one of the most interesting conversations we've ever had, and oh, one of the most gosh, open conversations. So um, but yeah, I mean, the last question would be, what is the next step for Tales of Laura and the Pussy Church? Ooh, the Pussy Church. Um, so I think for the podcast, there's going to be, just a lot more guests coming right like I'm going to talk to a dom actually pretty soon um, to sex therapist and I just want to expand so I can learn more very selfishly speaking but other people can 